with that, we should be live. That's good. Good. Until I yep. realized That's I didn't change the date. Whoops. Screwed up. It's me. I did it. I made the mistake. Is, okay. Does it does it matter? Can you change it on the go? Oh, I'm changing it on the go right now. Oh, okay. As long as you don't have to like go down and back up. Nope. What's new with you? No Paul this week. No Paul. He's too busy working. Yep. Suffering for his art. What have we been up to? Uh, not all that much, to be honest. Did you go to the Stampede? No, dude. Not a fan, honestly. Yeah, that's how I feel. I went like two years in a row. And I was like, I've got my fill. I don't need to do this ever again. How long ago was that? Um, 2009, 2010. Oh, okay. It's probably like pretty similar. Yeah, every time I drive by the Stampede Grounds, it always looks the same. Like the only part that gets me is like, oh man, I'd love to go on the rides. And sure, but it's a lot of the it. same rides. That's the problem. So, and I was talking to my dad if if he went because he usually goes to like the Grandstand show mm -hmm. and sees like the Chuck Wagon races. But even he was like, ah, they're like a hundred dollar tickets. I go every year. We figured we would skip this year. Makes sense. Did you know that apparently the rides at Stampede are also the same rides that Klondike Days in Edmonton? Like, they literally pack them up and drive up to Edmonton? I don't have no idea what Klondike Days is. Klondike Days is the closest thing that Edmonton has to uh, to Stampede, except they celebrate, like, the Gold Rush instead, and it's Klondike. I have no idea what you're talking about. When is this? Uh, I believe it's literally a week after uh, Stampede is. Hang on, let me look this up. I have never heard about this, and that's weird because they're so close together. Yeah, I'm going to say, how have you never heard of K-Days? You might know them as K-Days. No, I've never heard you of any of this. You don't know anything about Klondike Days in Edmonton? No, I guess not. I knew about Klondike Days before I knew Stampede because my sister used to live in Edmonton. Right, I'm just, I guess when I lived up there, I didn't really have any friends in Edmonton. At least, and the friends I did have, they they only went there for school, so they would come back. Like, my sister goes there too. But she always came back in the summer. So. Nice. Apparently the audio was screwed up. So we've been talking to no one for a while. It's just been us. Okay. So but is, it, is it fixed now? Yeah, the recording has been fine, but apparently we okay. were muted. My bad. All right. Well, there'll be an, a bonus three minutes on the audio version. There of the you podcast. go. You'll enjoy those three minutes of me three, fucking up. Three minutes of stampede. Whoops. Talk. Uh, okay, well, I guess that's a good enough time to go into the podcast. Top Down Perspective is the name. All right. Uh, July 14th, special day. What's special about it? Um, Friday the 14th. You're right. That's very yep. important. Yep. Uh, John Wheeler's here. Yep. Sean Booker's here. <laughs> Paul is not here this week. He should be back next week. He's busy working. And before we get, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, just to clarify the thing we were talking about that the the viewers didn't see, but the audio listeners would have heard. Uh, Kl Klondike Days, now known as K Days, uh, usually near the end of July, attracts between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand visitors each year. Has been running since eighteen seventy nine. That's that's so many people and that's so long. I'm a little shocked. I've never heard of this. I can't believe you've never heard of Klondike Days. Nope. As never someone who lives this. in Alberta. Lived. But yeah, no, or, I've, yeah, sorry, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Weird. Have you gone to one? 
Yeah. Okay. Is it just the same? It's pretty damn close to Stampede it, without okay, like but... some of the horse stuff. There's more concerts. Oh, that just sounds way better. Like less horse stuff and more concerts sounds yeah. like exactly what I would like. Klondike Days begins five days after the Stampede. Until 2009, it began four days after the Stampede, making it the end of the Sunday of July's last weekend. Are you this, going this, to Klondike Days? God, no. I don't want to make the trip to Edmonton. Okay. Makes sense. Um, before we get into the game talk, uh, any chance, did you uh, watch the Castlevania Netflix show? I did, actually. Okay, yeah, so did I. We should talk about that. All right, sweet. Let's talk about it. I watched. I just watched it the whole day today. It was only four what? episodes, which made it really easy. Sorry, I meant I watched the whole thing today. Yeah. But yeah, it's four episodes. I was surprised how short it was. Me too. Um, but everyone just kept saying like pretty like good things about it. I wouldn't say that no one was saying like great things. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's like watchable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was Which fun. was more than I, I think anyone was expecting from a video game. I just TV wish there thing. was more than four episodes, but apparently they're getting a second season for, of roughly eight episodes. So, yeah, that's what I heard as well. Um, yeah, it was probably just like a good proof of concept to see if like anyone was even interested. Um, apparently, this is a project that had been in like developer turmoil for a long time. So it finally came out on Netflix. OK, what do you think of it? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I liked it, too. I'm not yeah. a hu- I'm not huge into the animation style. Yeah, every now and then I'm like, hey, this is good. And then every now and then it's like, ugh. It, I liked it, all the action. The action looked really I, cool. I was surprised at the gore. There was more gore than I expected. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Um, follows Castlevania Trevor, 3. Follows what? Castlevania 3. It's, it's okay, the plot I was gonna of Castlevania ask. 3, yeah. I was going to ask, because like, the only Castlevania I've played is like a few hours of Symphony of the Night, I think, mm. and a bit of... Simon's Quest on the Game Boy? Uh, which, which, no, that's probably either Belmont's Curse or just Castlevania Adventure. No, hang on. I could have sworn it was... There, okay, hang there's on. no Simon's Quest on the Game Boy. I'd tell you that much. Castlevania Game Boy. Unless it's Game Boy Advance. If you mean Game Boy Advance, then Castlevania no, no, 1 was, is uh, on there. This was... Belmont's definite. Revenge. That's probably... Belmont's Revenge. That's, that's the... Oh, wait. Maybe not. Hang on. I need to see because I didn't have the uh, the box for it. So I need to see what like the cart looks like. This ba- this gameplay basically looks like what it was, mm. um, which I just didn't really like. Well, that means you just don't like traditional Castlevania. That's all. I don't I don't like traditional Castlevania, I guess. <clears throat> it's real hard anyway. Um, so I didn't know this was a real thing. I didn't even know. Tre- is Trevor Belmont a real character? Yep. Castlevania three. All the characters okay. that you see, all the main characters rather uh, are there. So Alucard was in Castlevania three. Uh, Sypha was in Castlevania three. The only one that's missing is a character called Grant Dynasty. And okay. uh, he's surprisingly not in the show yet, which means I don't know if they just didn't write him in or if they changed him into another character because there was another character that acts similar to him. But which one? Uh, the bald priest the one who has the knife who just slides out of his uh his pocket oh with like the eye yeah okay so i thought that was supposed to be him and then when i didn't do anything i know which makes me think that's not supposed to be grant but okay where would you um so is it start to finish is it all of castlevania 3 or is there a bunch of three they missed no they well 
there's a lot more of Castlevania three to go, obviously. Okay, so are you you're you could you're saying like it could continue the Castlevania three storyline? Easily. Like if we I think Castlevania three has like twelve levels and they've covered maybe three. Okay. For for like they covered a clock tower, they covered site they covered Sypha getting in, they covered Alucard joining. And then there's just like a bunch. Now they have to like actually go to the castle and fight Drac. Okay, so there could theoretically be like another three seasons of this length. I would say two seasons of four, or maybe one of eight. So maybe. Okay, so you think they se- might finish Castlevania three in season two? Yeah, unless they decide to drag okay. it out a bit, which they have plenty of room to do, honestly. So. Yeah, like only four episodes. They like just barely touched like anything. Yeah. Uh, so they could go kind of anywhere. And they there. are they are really fleshing it out, too. Like, uh, they never really went too much into the church's involvement in the game, obviously, because it was an NES game. The manual sure. did a bit. Like, a lot of the story they add in is based off, like, other Castlevania games like Symphony of the Night and uh, and uh, just the manual for Castlevania 3. Like, the whole scene at the beginning with, like, Lisa being burned at the stake, that's from Symphony of the Night. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. You would have to play real far in a Simpsons tonight to have seen that bit, though. That's probably why I don't remember it. Okay. <clears throat> it's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked, um, I liked a lot of the dialogue. Trevor's pretty funny. There was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, surprisingly, like, comedic timing to I people was, just getting, yeah. like, punched in the face. I'm surprised at how many jokes they cracked in this when they were trying to be surprisingly serious. Yeah. Um, that one where he, like, tries to, like, uh, kick Alucard in the nuts and yeah. he's just like can we be a little like classy about this and then he just like headbutts him in the face that was pretty good like yeah, I, I, I a didn't lot ex- of good just punches nut- to the face yeah I didn't expect like a nut nut hit callback of all things yeah yeah exactly so I definitely enjoyed my time uh, like I'd, I'd say you know episode one was cool episode two was just kind of a lot of like build up but then after, like, after that it was like oh I'm excited let's just keep watching and then it ends unfortunately yeah um, but yeah, I'd like to see more. Um, was there any like, like choice quotes where you're like, oh, I remember that exactly from three. <laughs> Anything like that? Like, stop, I'm, stop I'm just waiting me in the testicles. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just wondering, like, when is he going to say, like, you know, what a terrible night to have a curse? Was there anything like that? Um, there's so little dialogue in them that I don't think there is any. Okay. The only the only callback I can remember is what Lisa says as she's burning. That is okay. a direct callback to Symphony of the Night. Okay. I think they're gonna like whip like a candle and oh, like a chicken's gonna come out. I actually am surprised. I was waiting for like some weird reference to wall chicken. I, yeah. I I was waiting the whole time. Like a heart or whatever. I'm curious if they how goofy they'll go with it. Uh yeah, so okay, that's cool. We both uh, we both enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it. it's I think it's being done by Warren Ellis, right? I believe he's one of the guys who wrote The Watchmen. He, he did. Yeah, he that was like the only name I saw that I recognized. Uh, but he does tons of comic books. Um, and yeah, yeah, it shows it's doing good. Um, I have no idea when they're making more, but I I'll, I'll watch it. Me too. Yeah, they haven't really said when the next season is. Yeah, probably next year, at this rate. Yeah, next summer. Okay, uh, that was Games Adjacent. Let's talk about what we've been playing. All right. In fact, what have you been playing? 
Uh, I have been playing through... I'm trying to see what I mentioned last week in case. Okay. I've been playing through Crash Bandicoot. Not the insane trilogy, like the actual PlayStation 1 games. Okay. How come you're not just playing the insane trilogy? Because I already owned all three, and I had a save file that was like 75% done the first Crash Bandicoot, so I decided to finish it. Okay. Are you so, going to continue with the next one, or are you going to get the Insane Trilogy? So here's or? the thing. I, I started playing the second one because everyone told me it's way better than the first. So And they're right. It is way better than the first. Uh, but my disc has a scratch on it, and it won't load the sixth stage, so I can only play like the first five. Okay. So I had to stop playing Crash Bandicoot 2, and then for shits and giggles, I started playing Crash Bandicoot 3 last night. And yeah, all I can say is that series is way better than its first game. Its first game is awful by comparison. Okay. So you can't play the second one? Are you just going to get the Insane Trilogy so you can? I, I don't even think there's a point in it. Like, I can go to a friend's house and get it resurfaced, or I can just buy another copy of the game for 10 bucks. Okay. All right. It's still way cheaper than Then you won't get trophies. Oh, no. Yeah. And HD. On the plus side, like, if you get the Insane Trilogy, at least it'll be easier to finish it 100% than it is the original game. The original game, you, ha you have to destroy every box <clears throat> without dying. And in, uh, and in the other Man. games, and in the, even in the Insane Trilogy, you can die, and it's fine. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. What a so weird achievement. I, no, it's not even an achievement. It's like you need to get a certain item to get the secret ending of the game. You have to... Uh, beat each stage okay but there's got to be a trophy for doing that i'm sure there is if for yeah. insane trilogy yeah okay so crash 3 is your favorite crash bandicoot well i'd rather play crash 2 but i didn't get to because of the broken disc so so i guess it's crash 3 <laughs> there you go the only crash i've played was uncharted and that's crash 1 so okay that's one of the better stages in it, at least. So at least you sort of got a feel for it. All right, cool. Uh, other than that, I was playing through Dead Rising 4's DLC. There was two that came out. Uh, Frank Rising, which uh, continues the end of the story. Isn't he like a zombie in this one? Yes. Uh, it ends okay. It ends as the main game. Or sorry, it begins rather as the main game. Slight ends. spoilers, I guess, for people. Yeah, they didn't really hide it really well. Yeah. At the end of the story, you get killed by zombies. But in this case, you just turn into a zombie and then you have to basically figure out a way to turn back to normal and escape Willamette. Okay, how long is this? Um, the game actually has an hour and a half real-time time limit to it. So. Oh, they brought the time limit back. Yes, and it is Weird. actually okay. shockingly strict for your first playthrough. I ran out of time in my first okay. playthrough and I had to play is it over again. What? How does the gameplay change from a zombie? Like, can you still drive cars? Can you do nope. everything you normally can? Nope. You have zombie powers now. Uh, so you feast okay. on other zombies or humans to get your health back. Okay. Uh, you can pounce on people, kind of like uh, a leaper from De Left 4 Dead. Okay. Um, you can ha you have like a, a roar ability, which knocks down enemies, and you can spit bile. But you can't pick up any items. You can't even get into most of the locations you could in the main game. Like it's pretty streamlined, all things considered. There's hidden collectibles. That sounds that, bad. There's hidden collectibles you can get to power yourself up. Um, what are you what, doing? You're trying to escape Willamette. 
like your goal is just get to the other side of this map that's it sort of you've got like like an npc basically is like hey i i have some medicine that will turn you like half human but you're still going to be part zombie so you need to uh you need to figure out based on the stuff that happened in the main game how to turn back into human i'm going to tell you to collect these things but we have a time limit because the government's going to carpet bomb the city because zombies and they don't want people they want everything to be covered up okay and you're just you're just running around outside yeah and fighting i guess yeah you fight it like hordes of zombies like tons of zombies everywhere it's literally just like uh what's the overtime it's like an overtime chapter basically okay this just sounds like they took all like the fun stuff out of dead rising kinda okay great how much is this i don't know i had a season pass Oh, okay. I think it was like Pro- seven. Probably like it was 10 pro- bucks. It's probably seven or ten bucks, yeah. Uh, the other thing they added in was Super Ultra Dead Rising 4 Mini Golf. Okay, this sounds like Dead Rising. Yeah. Uh, you play as one of the four uh, multiplayer characters, and you get in one of those exosuits, and you play mini golf. Okay. And Frank West and a zombie named Bob are your commentators. Okay, what does Bob do? Does he just groan or does he actually talk? He just groans. He's a zombie. Okay, all right. Is there some good um, Frank quotes? Uh, decent, yeah. Frank's pre- like right. Frank's writing was pretty decent, honestly, in Dead Rising Four. So it's it's bad on par for that. Still there. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, Is it just regular mini golf, or are you doing like crazy stuff? Like I'm kind of picturing like super robot golf. I not that extreme, unfortunately, but it is sillier. Like it's like giant floating platforms in the middle of town. Okay. And you like if you do a perfect shot, you get like special effects on your ball, like your ball lights on fire to kill zombies that are wandering around the mini golf course. Uh, I think the current one I'm using is an electricity ball, which just shocks everyone in the nearby vicinity. There's like a bunch of like hidden tunnels you can knock your shots into to actually get around the hole faster. How how golf simulation is it? It's pretty golf simulation. Like there's you have to like account for wind or is it oh, just no, hit no, no. A there's, and there's, it's always going to land. There. It's the meter. It's the meter. Okay. That's the closest right. thing to simulation. There's no wind, um, but you have to make sure your you're like your second click on the meter is within the green spot. Otherwise, you have like a hook or a slice on your shot. Okay, so it's it's not just like do a quick time event to hit the ball over there. No. Okay. You, cool. you can specifically aim where your ball goes, and then you set your meter, and then you just do it like that. Um, right. You're you have three clubs. One is your you got your wedge, you got your driver, and you've got your putter. But like they're all dead rising weapons. So like right now, like my putter is a hockey stick. My, uh, driver is a electric guitar. And I don't even remember what my uh, wedge is. And I think it's a shovel. And are you still trying to like do the least swings or is it like, yeah, best it's, you have, kill yeah, streak? You, you get picked off. You get like your and your round ends. If you go over seven hits. Okay. So like you just have to get there and it's, there's all like par, there's albatross eagles, hole in ones, all that jazz. Okay, and then just sometimes you might also kill a zombie while you're swinging. Yeah, there's a bunch of zombies on the path that you can kill. Um, up to four players online. There's all these like special like Mario Party or Mario Kart style power-ups you can put on your opponent's balls, which will mess with them. Like they'll bounce too much. If they bounce off the course, then you lose a stroke, basically. Okay. Was this separate DLC or did it come with the Frank Rising one? Uh, separate DLC, but it came with the season pass. Okay. Cool. Do, do, would you recommend Frank Rising? 
Mm. Are you having fun with it? Like I don't. I mean, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I finished it in two hours, basically. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have to. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I ran out of time the first run through, and uh, here's the thing that try to gets a little bit more playthrough out of it. If you die in the playthrough, your clock doesn't reset, so you just basically lose time. Okay. Uh, my first playthrough, I got to like the last part of it and ran out of time. My second playthrough, I got there with like 40 minutes to spare. Yeah, this doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean, you play it, and like the ending wasn't even like worth it. Okay. Yeah. D- Dead Rising Five coming? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> the The reaction to four was not stellar. All right. That series has been really good, though. True. I still like a lot of the stuff in four, like the main game. Like, there's some fun little things there, but. And you can probably skip on the DLC. I think tomorrow's stream, I might start with the mini golf stuff just to show how weird it is. But then like that's about it. Like it's not in my opinion, it's not as fun as the DLC they did for three, the super ultra arcade remix stuff. Right. They might do one of those for four. Who knows? No, that's what this was supposed to be. Oh, okay. so there's no more DLC coming for the people. As far as I know of, that's it. As far as I know, all of Dead Rising 4's DLC is out. Was it just those two or was there more? Was it was there those pack? two, a bunch of like uh, costume sets and a bunch of like theme stuff. Like there was apparently a Christmas theme and a Valentine's Day theme. So the Christmas theme, like all the zombies are dressed as elves and Santa and reindeer and stuff like that. And that and the Valentine's Day theme, like a bunch of people are dressed like uh, gingerbread men, chocolate bunnies and like. Cupids OK, but it's just like, like a reskinning of the game. Yeah, it's just reskins. OK. All right. So, like, you get some Christmas and Valentine's Day themed uh, combo weapons and stuff like that. That's about it. Uh, play eh. anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. Okay. Uh, I got an Xbox One S this week. Ooh. Yeah, sold my uh, my launch one to a buddy. Uh, it is, uh, so a few anecdotes from that. It is, like, shockingly easy to transfer everything to a new system. How? What'd you do? So... I logged into my gamer uh, prof- my gamer tag on the new on the S mm-hmm. and just everything was there and ready to download. Oh, that's it. That is start to finish done. Damn. Like I didn't it was literally just a login and then I go to my games and apps and everything is already ready to install and I just selected the things I wanted to install. That was the end of it. Nice. Like it was no like prior primary console. No. And I remember on like the 360 moving gamer tags took like 45 minutes sometimes unless you had them on like a memory card or whatever or USB stick. This was just insanely fast. I even texted a friend who had done it before and I was like, I think I'm done. Like I'm about to hit reset on my first one, but I'm just worried. Like, is there anything else to do? And he was like, no, because every all the clouds, all the your save files are in the cloud. So you all you need to do is log into a new console. Which makes me think like, wouldn't it just be easy to share games at this point? Like, why don't I just log in with my buddy's account, install, you know, whatever game I don't have, and then just play it? You might be able yeah. to. Who knows? It's, it seems like like that should totally work as long as, you know, I have their password to their account. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then one weird thing. Uh, so when you get an S for the longest time... Uh, because the S can't use the uh, the Connect, there's no port for it. You were able to get an adapter for free, and I guess they canceled that in March. 
of, of this year. So I can't use my Kinect anymore unless I want to spend $40 to, to buy the adapter, which is a bummer. But like the Kinect basically ignored me half the time anyway. So I don't really feel like spending 40 bucks to to yell at the Kinect to please, for the love of God, turn on the Xbox. So the Kinect is no longer plugged in at this point. I don't think they're going to make any more Kinect games anyway, so it really shouldn't matter. But I guess if something does come out, I'll probably pick up a used adapter, maybe? I don't know. Uh, But the one I got is still 500 gigs. I actually gave the new controller with my old Xbox to my friend when I sold it because I didn't want to lose the day one 2013 uh, controller, even though it is a worse controller because like it doesn't have Bluetooth, it doesn't have the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. But that's just like nice to have like look i got this on launch and whatnot and it's so much smaller and quieter like that thing i could put in my backpack now like that's now the xbox one is maybe something i take to my parents over christmas or something like that whereas before it was like well there's no way i'm taking the xbox is it it is that small it's like it's smaller than the playstation 4 I didn't realize that. I knew I hadn't seen an S like I hadn't held an S, so I wasn't sure how much. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not going to do hand things on the screen, but yeah, I think it's supposed to be like 60 percent smaller. If you just look up a comparison, they have like a picture of it, like inside an old one, like the framework kind of. And yeah, it's like 40 percent the size. It is like an it is like an actual like usable console. It is crazy small. Yeah. So and I heard this. I heard the Scorpio is even supposed to be even smaller, which is crazy. Yeah, I think I heard it was supposed to be a bit smaller. A lot of people were comparing it to like a PS2 Slim or something like that. Mm. Um, but th- so at this point, it basically means I'm probably not going to get a Scorpio for a bit. Um, there's not a ton I can take advantage of with the Scorpio anyways. True. Uh, Xbox, so Xbox like, One S is 40% smaller. Okay. Okay, 40%. I knew there was something 40% related. Um, but it, d- it definitely sig- like in my shelf significantly looks a lot smaller. You can also put this one upright if you get a stand, but I, I really don't care. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably just wait for the Scorpio to drop in price at some point, And then I'll probably do the same thing where I sell this one to offset some of the price of the new one. Um, and it was, I got the Minecraft bundle cause that was the cheapest one for some reason. Uh, so I have a copy of Minecraft I need to install. Anyway, in terms of games I've been playing, um, started, I picked up the Room 3 again, the uh, phone, the mobile game, the puzzle game series. I'm going back. I never finished 3, and I understand there's actually a new The Room game coming out later this year. Okay. So I wanted to wrap this one up, so I'm going through that. Uh, those games are cool. You should try them on your phone because I know they're on Android and you like puzzle games. Uh, so that's definitely something to look into at some point. And the first ones have got to be like super cheap. Um, not much really to say about that. This game came out years ago. Uh, the game I've been playing the most of this week, though, is called Death Squared. And this game came out on Steam a few months ago, I believe. And it just came out on the Switch uh, this last week. And that's what I've been playing it on. I got a review code for it. So I'm just finishing that up. It's a multiplayer, lo- local multiplayer co-op uh, puzzle game where you control robots to just, you basically just kind of move robots around a, you know, polygonal grid. There's different heights to the grid and you just have to like get your, the same color robot on the little circle and then that's how you win. 
it kind of seems a bit like like a poor man's portal because there's a lot of just like the AI talking to you and it's not like making fun of you the whole time. But the premise is you're you're a office worker. You're some guy who is his job is to just monitor these two, two, two to four AI bots go through these puzzles. And then while he's watching them, he's chatting with, I guess, like an overarching AI lady or whatever. So they'll just kind of have banter back and forth, uh, which can be kind of funny. Uh, the puzzles are pretty good. Uh, each uh, Joy Con controls one. And then if you want to play, you can even play four people uh, with, or you can, tr- I should say, you can control four of the robots with the two Joy Cons by holding on the triggers to control other ones. So it's a lot of like having, it's a lot of like tapping your head and rubbing your belly at the same time because you're controlling two at once. The four, pl- the four robot ones are super hard. I haven't played many of those. I'm just going through the single player mode where I'm controlling two robots. I wish the uh, dialogue kind of went somewhere. It calls itself a story, but there is not really a story that the character will chat with the AI a bit, but it's just kind of like one off gags. I kind of wish there was like, like you actually like uncovered something or learned something about like they have a cool kind of premise here of, you know, the human is you know, he has the AI boss and then he has to watch these other AIs. Like they could have done something kind of cool there, but it's just, you know, one off gags every now and then. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, there's no story, which is a bummer. And, uh, I also wish, uh, there were subtitles because it seems that a lot of the charm of this game is to listen to these jokes. But, uh, but if I'm taking it on, like I had it on a road trip the other day, but I just couldn't listen to what they were saying. I didn't want to have my the speakers blasting. Uh, so subtitles seem like that was a weird thing to not have. Other than that, it's a little uh, little physics-y. So sometimes I feel like I shouldn't have been able to do what I just did, but I kind of physics my way through it. Or sometimes I feel like I died in a way I shouldn't really have because the physics kind of went against me. But for the most part, it's fine. And uh, I probably recommend it on Steam because it's a lot cheaper. But if you like puzzle games, this is a totally serviceable puzzle game. Cool. And I should I should have a review of that. Uh, sometime next week. But uh, that, I believe, is all I've been playing. Yep. Let's go on to the tiny bit of news we got. All right, not much has happened this past week. No, there's not. This is going to be a short episode. There's not a lot going on. Um, production. Nintendo announced in Japan the production has ended on the small uh, new 3DS. I've heard this is actually worldwide, not just the J- in Japan. Oh, did other places other than Japan get these? Yes, we even got it at some eventually. I didn't think we got it. We got it a year after the large model came out. Are you sure? Yes. I'm gonna look, I don't believe you. I'm going to look on Amazon. Animal, right. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer had a bundle that came with it. Oh. That does actually sound familiar. Oh, wait, and I see these Mario ones, and they don't say XL. So, yeah, you're right. We did get them. Yeah, and the Pokemon red and blue ones, those were also the small ones. Oh, yeah, the 20th anniversary ones. I thought yep. we only had the XLs. Nope. Which it's sucks. weird. The, the, these I, small I, ones are significantly more expensive than the, the 3DS XLs you can get right now. Yeah, because they're all considered rare now. Yeah. 
I if the if that model had come out before the XLs, I probably would have gotten that instead of the XL because I liked the swappable faceplates. I liked uh, having a size that was bigger than the original model, but not gigantic. But now that I've gotten used to the XL, I can't go back. Right, and I mean now you have a switch, which is even bigger. Yeah. So you could get a 2DS XL. That, that kind of looked nice, honestly. Yeah, I although I was watching Giant Bomb do like an opening one. I understand they feel a little like hollow slash lighter than you'd like. And also they kind of like the hinge kind of wobbles. Mm. They definitely were able to just like shake it. It was weird. Anyway, um, so yeah, the, the small ones are stopping. That makes sense. Uh, that's the end of that. And then the other news I had was that Nintendo filed a tra- trademark for something called Nintendo Check-In. Which seems to be like in real life places you can bring something and maybe get something. It's probably just the new version of Nintendo Channel, I think is what they called it on the 3DS. What was the Nintendo Channel? Was that like I, a news thing? Uh, something like that. It was like a little, it might have been called Nintendo Zone now that I think about it. I don't have my 3DS okay. on me, so I can't check. But a lot uh, of people... Go ahead. It was like you went to certain locations like Best Buy's, McDonald's and stuff like that. And you could like download demos of games. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was like Nintendo Zone. I think so. Uh, Did you ever do that? Once when it was first introduced. Yeah, I don't think I ever did that. If they do like some cool stuff with it, maybe like here's an idea like Animal Crossing. If you get items and I know they're doing the mobile version of Animal Crossing, so that would be cool. What if they? What if this was their replacement for Street Pass? Like, go like, it's like Foursquare. You check in in certain locations, you get like puzzle items or whatever. I would. I don't think I would care about it. Because mm. even Street Pass, I stopped caring about, and that was like everyone was walking by. This one, I have to go to a certain place. They. I think the only way, way I would like really care about it is if uh, when I went there with my phone, like there was a cool Pokemon there for Pokemon Go. Anyways, that's it for news. Nothing's happening. Let's do the little bit of questions we have. John, where can people send in questions? Topdownperspective at gmail.com. TDP Podcast on Twitter. Top 10 Perspective on Facebook and my P.O. Box. All right, I'll take this first one. Cody says, how old does a game need to be for you to consider it retro? I know it's difficult to consider the PS2 retro, even though it is 17 years old. No, I consider GameCube and back retro now. GameCube generation, which would be... Is that, your, is that your line? Yeah, my line right now is GameCube, PS2, original Xbox. Traditionally, you, it's... That, bleh, traditionally, three generations back is retro. Wouldn't that be two? Switch is technically its own generation. Well, no, I think Switch is this generation. Switch is the current I, generation, which would be Xbox One S and PS4 Pro. And then there's... PS4, Xbox One, Wii U. Oh, wait. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah, no, Xbox- well, no, because you have to think of it this way. You have to think of it this way. No. Switch. Xbox One S and PS4 you- Pro are the same generation as PS4 and Xbox. Okay, so then the Switch is its own generation by itself then. The Switch is this generation. Then what the- was the Wii U? 
The Wii U was just a weird half step. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it <laughs> That's was. That's not how that a, works. It was a weird half step, just like how you know the Nintendo, the DSi comes out, and that's a weird half step. No, d- dude, that's not how that works. The Wii U, they wanted it to be this generation, but it didn't sell enough, so they it's, had to. It like, was on the market for three and a half years. Yeah, that's way cheaper. That's sorry, not cheaper. That's way shorter than every other console is. Five years is a generation with consoles. No, way longer. No, than that. Like, no, no, the, no, no, no. What was what about all the whole like PS3 10 year lifespan? Yeah. And also, aren't, aren't we currently in like the sixth year or something of one? No, no, wait, they came out in like 2014. So we're at three years at the moment. Because like the 360 and PS3 were around for a lot longer than everyone expected. That generation kept going. Yeah, but even then it wasn't. Because that was, that was nine was years. They, that was, they got nine years out of that. Yeah. See, and they always talked about PS3 being ten years. I think the Wii U was supposed to be this generation. They would have loved it, but it didn't sell enough, so they had to like pull that plug. But it that lasted cord. like most of the standard length of a console generation. Three. You can't just ignore it. it you can't call I'm, three and a half years a half step. I'm just. I'm like including it in. You, like you, half you of it either, can be part of last generation. Well, look, well here then. Well, okay. Well, then we'll go back to this then. What about all these like slightly more powerful versions of current generation consoles? PS3 Slim and PS2 Slim weren't more more, more powerful, so they're different. I don't know. Nah. No, if they're you're ca- no, 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 no. If you're counting Wii U as a half step, then I'm counting PS4 Pro and Xbox One S and Scorpio and shit as half steps. I just, but they play the exact same games. Yeah. There's no like specific games for all right. The Guess new what one. the Wii Where U it, didn't do? It didn't play the same games. I, how can you say that the Switch is in the generation after the Xbox One and PS4? It's That's right what now. I'm trying These are to all tell right you. Now. The current the current gen is Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. That's the problem. Like generations are going to half steps now. Yeah, it's that's true. It's getting murky. But the, it's getting but weird. the switch is different because it's I not even like, disc based. I feel like my thought process works perfectly if you just ignore the one Wii U. If you if you just take that out of the equation, everything works. I I you can't just ignore the Wii U. That's just not how it works. Most every, everyone else did. Okay, commercially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Believe it. I bought it on launch, man. I didn't ignore it. I was there. In those trenches, playing anything I could. Playing Mario Kart 8. Yeah, guys, it came out before it was on the Switch. All right, well, let's see. Let's see what Wikipedia thinks, what generation the Switch is. And the Wii U. Anyway, I I don't think any of this... Well, I guess we got to this because you were saying three generations is, is old. Um, and you were saying the GameCube era, Xbox, and PS2 is retro. When you think of Wii, do you think retro? I don't really. Uh, Personally, it, you I, gotta if keep I, mind, I think of Wii games. It's 10 years old at this point. Like It's getting to the point where you can start considering it retro, but I would argue yeah. one more console generation and then it's retro. I'm just thinking, like personally, when I think back to Wii U games, I, I don't think, like, Mario Galaxy, oh yeah, that's a retro game. Like, I just wouldn't say that. Maybe maybe it's just like the way they look because games like on the Xbox, PS2 and GameCube look significantly different than the 360 and, and PS3 and 
you know, the Wii is pretty close to it, but Nintendo games always just look great. So it's kind of hard to point that one out. Whereas I feel like the 360 versus like the Xbox one, there wasn't like a huge change. Like we had, we are, we had HD back then too. And I guess we have 4k now. But that's just kind of starting. What'd you learn on Wikipedia? I'm trying to find it here. It's, it's really weird. Eighth generation. Maybe this is the answer we're looking for. Eighth generation includes consoles released since 2012 by Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. For home consoles, eighth generation began November 18th, 2012, with the release of the Wii U. And continued with the release okay. of the PS4 on November 15, 2013, and Xbox One in November 22, 2013. Uh, did they mention the Switch? That's what I'm trying to find out right now. Uh, but no, I guess it, it doesn't actually mention the switch at all. Okay, well then I guess by their logic, if they're saying everything from 22 onwards, then Nintendo just got two consoles in this generation, which I'm fine with. I I would almost agree with that. I'm fine with that. They can release two consoles in this generation, two separate consoles. They did. It was the Wii U and the 3DS. Handhelds aren't consoles. Those are handhelds, or they're handheld consoles. That's different. But also, if we start bringing in handhelds, that's going to screw up the timelines even further. It looks, then, like, it looks like Wikipedia does not have the Switch mentioned in any generation. It, ha- it is its own uh, no. identity. What's the current one? Eight? I'm saying it's part of that, and the Wii U can be there too. There could be four consoles in this generation. Where's the PC? PC is its own thing. PC <laughs> has its own thing. Okay, yeah. well, how about if so, the PC's yeah, its eighth, own thing? Eighth generation we... apparently counts the Xbox One S and PS4 Pro, and apparently also the Scorpio, or the Xbox One X. I forgot it was called that stupid thing. Uh, Which I agree with. It sh- but, they should be cons- considered But it does not count the Switch as part of the generation. Okay, why don't we put the Switch in the PC category then, since they're kind of both weird? I don't know. Anyway, uh, going back with Retro... I'm I'm with you. I would say GameCube, PS2, and Xbox would be yeah. considered retro at this point. I agree. Um, and you know, it probably just deter. Uh, it's it's probably a lot of how old you are is what you're gonna say, because there's a lot of people out there where like the Xbox One is their first console, mm-hmm. and I bet they think the 360 is retro. Yeah, I could see that. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got this last question? Uh, sure. Hang on a sec. There it is. From Joey, uh, I've been playing Fire Emblem Heroes, and I've been enjoying it now, and I kind of want to try a real Fire Emblem game. Which game in the series would you recommend for a first-time player? Also, I know John stopped playing Heroes because it lacked <laughs> content, but has he gone back to the game recently? They've been adding new modes and have been having special events. I'll answer this one first. Uh, no. I haven't gone back to it. I've done my time with Heroes. I stopped sure. just before they added in the uh, permadeath battles, and I was just like, eh, I'm done There's with it. There's permadeath now? Like, you lose forever? In, in, in certain events. Like, if your characters die, you can't bring them back for that event. But, like, you don't lose the character. Oh, okay, okay. They can't do that. You've paid money for the characters, technically. Well, hey, they can. That they would can, just be like, but that'd be real that'd shitty. That'd just be super ballsy, like... um. Which one would you re- recommend? What was the first 3DS one? Awakening? Oh, Awakening. That's probably what I would recommend. Awakening is the safest bet. It's the most approachable. Um, I heard 
if you can settle on which version of Fates you want, it's good. That, and see, that's the thing is like a new person. It's like, all right, well, Fire Emblem Fates is actually three different games. And if you want, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you're, you're right. just trying you know to scare what? someone off. I take off. that back. I take that <laughs> yeah. back. I'll, I'll say either Awakening or the brand new one that just came out, the remake of the second game, Echoes, Fire Emblem Echoes or Awakening. I like Echoes a lot. It's just a lot. It's just kind of a lot different than like modern Fire Emblem. So I'd probably recommend awakening as like a really good go-to and that's just a great one like it's a really good fire emblem mm. um and then i'd probably go to like echoes next fates was just kind of like it was just kind of a clusterfuck uh just from like everything um even i haven't played the other two versions of fates and i don't really care to at the right now but so I, I would do awakening and then echoes uh because those those weird dungeon crawling dungeon crawler parts are, are super weird okay uh that does it for questions this week if people want to send in questions for next week it's uh top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter there's the facebook group there's the discord john's p.o box uh before john, we, what is your before we get to games of the week i want to ask this question because i just saw it pop up in the chat and i think it's a good oh. question okay can the Wii be considered retro when there are still new games coming out for it <laughs> What is it like? Just Dance? Yeah, Just Dance is okay. still coming out on the Wii annually. I mean, I, I again, I, I kind of don't think the Wii is that retro at the moment. Like, I don't think of Wii games, but let's say I did. I would say yeah, because the even the way you answered that question is there are games still coming out for it. Like, if yeah. you didn't think it was retro, you would just be like, of course, this game's coming out for it. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because like it goes back to the generation thing because generations used to be five years between consoles. So it was like, all right, yep. two generations, 10 years. There you go. It's retro now. But yep. yeah, the Wii is going to be a weird anomaly because it's still getting like commercially available games for it. Like I can still go to Walmart and buy Wii <clears throat> games, which is weird. OK, well, I got I got two points on this. First one. Do you think the Wii is retro? If I said Super Mario Galaxy, is that a retro game? I wouldn't say the Wii say? is retro yet. Give it okay. a couple years, and then I will would say that though. Okay. Um, right. This even if moment, we were, if no new console had come out, like two yeah. years from now, everyone's okay. You would still say it Prob- is yeah. or it isn't. When it when a console's twelve years old, I would definitely say it's considered retro. Okay. And then the other one is like for, with all these like uh kind of half step consoles that are coming out with now, like the Xbox One X, the PlayStation Four Pro. Maybe we won't even get generations anymore. Maybe those are done just like phones will always just I, be getting I'm these. sure. You know what? That's pretty much what the case is with the Xbox One S and the Scorpio <laughs> and PS4 Pro. They're trying to just make like brands. Well, the S, li- the S li- isn't. The S is basically just a slim because it's not more powerful. I mean, yeah. No, it is actually because it, it supports 4K gaming and Blu-ray or, or no. What was it? Something with Blu-rays it, too. It, 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 sh- it supports 4K Blu-rays. Yeah. And it, and it can... Like it can do four 4K, but it doesn't do anything faster. It doesn't upscan stuff like that. Um, so it's it's basically just kind of like the sl- like a slim version, like the PS4 slim. Mm. Uh, but like yeah, like after the X, three more years, is there going to be like an X2 where? That's like, what I, I wonder. Like <clears throat> the most revisions we've seen for a home console has been three, and that was the PS3. And they all played every their own like yeah. all the games. There was no difference between the three aside from like size and like the parts <clears throat> yeah and if we look at like phone models 
is, you know, they all kind of have the same apps, but eventually people just stop supporting the older ones or they or yeah. phones can't k- take the new uh, operating system. Like there's games that's like, hey, you need, you know, at least a three year old phone at the to be able to play this game or whatever. And then some they just kind of run poorly. It makes me think of when I think it was either a Forza game or a Halo game came out on the 360 and it said you you need a hard drive now. Yeah, and they were making like a divide like you can't use the arcade systems anymore or a memory card. You need to have a hard drive. Otherwise, this won't run. And I guess they could do that. You know, it's going to start segmenting the audience, but it's it won't segment it any more than if they did just do like an Xbox two, like, you know, a, a hard break in the line. So who who knows what they're going to do? And I mean, everyone's fine with the phone model. Everyone is used to upgrading their phone every few years. Yeah, I don't know. I think generations are going to be weird from here on out, like you said. Yep. Except for Nintendo. Nintendo's not doing like anything like that. Yeah, because Nintendo's just like, we're going to do something unique that stands out, because that's what we want to yeah. do. And actually, when they do do like, hey, we're going to do a, a more powerful uh, 3DS, then they've released two games for it, and then they don't focus on the C-Stick anymore. Yeah, basically, I don't trust Nintendo for like half steps anymore. Yeah, there's there's no reason to. They never support it. Like the two DSi games that used the camera or whatever it was. I think there was like a whopping 12 DSi games, like physical release. No, not even. It was way less than that. I think Mower, Mower was on the download shop because that's what the DSi had, right? It had a shop, didn't it? Yeah. I think that was like the thing. Yeah. But they were almost all like, here's a clock. Oh, really? Was it? <laughs> yeah. Like they had okay. a, like Mario clock. Uh Dr. Mario clock, Link clock. <laughs> it does sound a little familiar. Okay, what's your game of the week? Uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 when it works. Uh, I'm going to give it to Death Squared. All right, we'll be back next week with Paul. Uh, supposedly. See you guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Talk to you later. Later, everyone. Bye.